So a few months ago, I moved out here to LA to pursue a full-time career job at Yahoo Esports as a content creator. Pay was great, had all the resources in the world, was able to work with all the best people, had access to everything I wanted to. What's, what's wrong with this? What's bad about that? Well, the only thing that's bad about that is that it ended. And when it ended, I lost all the resources, I lost all the access, I lost all the great connections. I didn't lose the experience, which is very good, but at the end of the day, I had picked up everything I had in Toronto and moved out here to LA. And after, you know, without that job, I would be forced to be looking for another full-time position if it wasn't for my personal brand, right? So my personal brand is obviously Boxer. Boxer is a brand that I created a few years ago when I started my YouTube channel and it was just a way of me to have a brand without it being called like Launders Gaming because not even I would want to wear a Launders Gaming t-shirt that sounds super lame. So I created this own its own thing and this gives me more flexibility to be able to uh, market it and be proud of it and not have to say my own name over and over again. And they called it Boxer and made a logo for it and it's now its own thing and I can do many things with it. like the merchandising and creating the logo and making a difference and all of these things would be really weird if it were, were called Launders Gaming. I mean, a lot of people sell shirts with their name on it because they didn't think about making a brand that was separate from themselves that did represent themselves. You know, uh, there's a lot of people on Steam that have boxer logos and they, they all change this, this color and it's really nice because you change the color and it still looks great. And, you know, I think it's really cool. And I think there are a lot of people who support content creators, personal brands that are just like, their name and then the games or something like that and that's great but i think they would be able to get a lot more people on board if those people didn't feel like lame for wanting to support them and then having to use their name in their picture and stuff like that so that was the idea behind boxer this is my personal brand and i want to talk to you about the importance of having one in light of uh getting having yahoo esports shut down and leaving me in a position where you know i live in la la is very expensive and you know, uh, the thought that if I didn't have a personal brand, I would be forced to go and look for an, another full-time job. And how limiting that is and, uh, you know, how much unhappiness that brings straight up. You know, that it's the, I think a lot of, so there's a lot of people out there that are fine working for other people. And maybe let's touch on that first. So what are the benefits for working for other people? Well, you work for other people, they can give you, if you work for a big corporation like you work for Yahoo, they can give you a lot of benefits. Uh, big, big corporations like Yahoo spend less money on benefits than they do directly giving you the money that you would spend on those benefits. So they're happy to do it. And there's a lot of reasons for that, taxes and so on. So that's a big benefit for working for someone else is that they can give you a lot of things for, you know, they can give you a nice big package deal, nice base salary, a lot of little things like healthcare and, you know, uh, like we had a cafeteria at Yahoo. I, I was able to get dental. I was able to get my my eyes checked whenever I wanted to. We had a little, a little truck that pulled up in front of Yahoo that um, once every couple of weeks I'd walk into work and just be surprised because there'd be a truck there that you can go and get a kale, kale fucking smoothie for for free and they don't even ask you for money. You're like, holy shit. This place is awesome. They have a gym, you know, like all these benefits and stuff. It's stuff that if you were working for yourself, you would have to pay for. So those are those are great. Those are a great reason to work for somebody else. Another great reason to work for somebody else is you are not directly responsible for everything bad that happens to your company. So I know that I will get paid the same amount 
no matter what, if I show up to work and I do my job, I will get that money all forever. And all and my bosses are the ones who worry about the legal issues. They worry about um, the content direction if it comes to that. They worry about getting sponsorships. They have people who get sponsorships. You don't have to get your own sponsorship guy and hope he's the best guy and all this stuff. So they take care of all that, and that's really great too. So you know, not having to be completely responsible for everything that happens is nice. And you know, if you're going to be your own boss, you kind of have to learn these skills, and you're going to have to be you're put in positions where you're going to very often have to make decisions that are decisions that an expert would make better than you, but you are forced to learn how to make them. Now, I guess from there we can flip it to what's the benefits of being a freelancer or uh, somebody who is working with their own personal brand and doing stuff themselves or being your own boss. And the ability to make the choices about who you work with is is freedom. That freedom comes at a cost. You know, you are going to be you know, responsible for things. If someone with a personal brand is like one of our someone like us who we're doing a lot of our content ourselves, and we also have people we work with. You're picking people, which is great because you get to pick people at the same time. You don't get to pick anybody. You can't just pay them whatever you want. You've got to start from somewhere and work with people who are willing to uh, work with you for either free or very little money because they believe in the future of your product. And, you know, at some point, a lot of these big corporations were just like that. You know, it's just like one guy and one of his friends and they both decided they didn't have that many responsibilities. And they're like, why don't we work on this together? And then down the road, it'll be worth a lot of money and we'll make a lot of money. But right now, we're gonna we're gonna lay low, we're gonna work hard, keep our nose down, and we're gonna do it for the sake of having things like freedom and stuff like that. So uh, with, a, with a personal brand, it does give you kind of that, like this light at the end of the tunnel. It allows you to take full credit for everything that happens to you, which is great. You know, like my YouTube channel is a direct result of me. And, and my, the YouTube channel at Yahoo was, you know, a, it was it was me pitching in and i was proud of the people i worked with don't get me wrong um and and all the all the efforts that we put in to make the channel big but it's really nice to be able to like say like this is my channel i do things exactly how i want to on my channel um and every every subscriber i get is is a direct result of my direction and my my being there my personality all these things so though those things are super nice um, and that's a that's a great thing. But the biggest benefit, I think, of having a personal brand, and especially having a personal brand in if you're going to be a personality of some sort, is that you know I can I have opportunities now that people that I worked with didn't. And you know me and Travis, Travis Gafford, who's a League of Legends interviewer, he ran, ran esports at Yahoo. He's got a giant personal brand. Um, he was, did, goes to LCS. He can just go sign up by himself, get interviews. He knows all the players, and everyone knows the name Travis Gafford. You know, just like if I when I went to the MLG major in Columbus, um, they the major was set up in such an awful way that like everything about the major was great, but for media, um, MLG events in the past didn't force or didn't write anything to the players contracts that forced them to talk to press and that's all well and good in a kind of tight-knit event but an event of that size where you're just physically super far away from players and there are so many people that need their and want their attention or they have responsibilities to do things it was so difficult to go and get interviews i went there and i got six to eight video interviews and i think that the next best was two at the entire major 
and I had to go and get on my hands and knees and ask for players to do interview, interviews with me. But because some of them recognized me or were familiar with my work or my previous interviews, even though I was just doing them for my YouTube channel, I was able to get interviews. And that wouldn't be possible if I was constantly jumping from one company to another and uh, you know didn't have that kind of evergreen um, recognition, I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, I guess, you know, if you do constantly work for people or you work for one company for a long time, yeah, you can still work on your personal brand. Uh, you can still build up your social media channels and stuff like that. But uh, you, uh, for example, I you know now after Yahoo, all of our content is in danger of disappearing from the Internet. All of that great content we made. And I think it'll be up on the website, but, you know, People use YouTube, and even though it's there, it's just not as effective as, as it would be if it was on my own YouTube channel. So uh, that's, another, that's another big thing. Um, that's the value it provides, is being able to give you options. And now I can do things like uh, reach out to a sponsor to buy videos from me. So that's not anything like selling out super hard or, uh, you know, it's not, it's not selling my soul to do that. It's, it's like having a little bit of branding, maybe a couple words from me about a sponsor, someone I appreciate, or, you know, I get to choose it myself, someone I appreciate or respect or want them to do well in the scene or they're, you know, uh, or they line up really well with my vision for what the future of content should be. And then they give me some money. I get to make content. I'm motivated to make content and I don't have to go look for another job. And I can constantly have people come to me as sponsors and offer to give me money to put videos on my channel. So the, the difficult part is keeping that income consistent. But the great part is that if I ever decide to go to another company, like who knows, I'm not even gonna name a company, but if I ever go decide to work for another full-time, full-time for anyone else, and that ends because esports is volatile, and for those of you who are wondering, there is a lot of money in esports. There definitely is. You know, I was getting paid more than people who have professions that I just wouldn't expect to get paid more than. You know, there there really is money in esports, but at the same time, it's very volatile, and there are still problems. Like people haven't really figured out how to monetize content yet. But there are a lot of people with money that want to get into esports and. One of the best ways to try to get in right now is content. And so there are people kind of trying to figure out how to capitalize on it. And, and so there's definitely, there's definitely money in that, in that regard. And, uh, I've completely lost track of my, lost track of my thought process there, but, um, oh yeah, so the, the difficult part is keeping a consistent income, but, uh, you know, after I left Yahoo, I got reached out to by basically every big company in Counter-Strike that I would have potentially reached out to myself if if they didn't contact me first. Every single one, everyone you can think of, you can go ahead and name them. Um, and I'm able to juggle offers and think about what I want to do. And a lot of them wanted me to go full-time and do full-time again. And I wasn't lying to you guys in, my, in the last blog that I made. I'm very, very worried about going full-time because I had basically spent three or four months not uploading videos uh, and not being able to do as much merchandise as I wanted to, which is a huge focus of mine right now. 
And that meant that when I came back, I kind of had it not start from ground zero, but start from where I left off, which kind of sucks because I wasn't at a I wasn't at a big enough place as a freelancer to be like, oh, I can fall completely back on this. But at the same time, I probably wouldn't have gone full time if I did have a big enough personal brand in the first place. That being said, I'm just glad I, I did spend all that time um, deciding not to go work for somebody else and to try to do it myself. And even though the first little while moves slowly, it's a lot more work. It doesn't feel like work. It's um, it's fun. It's you can do exactly what you want to do, you know. And if you're in it just for the money, it might not be as fun. You might want to go full time. And there are definitely some people in the industry that are just in it for the money, and that's fine. And as long as they make good shit, you know, I don't really care. As long as they hire, as long as they're giving money to the right people to make good shit, I don't care. Um, but uh, if you uh, if you like what you're doing at all, and you if you're starting a personal brand, you definitely like what you're doing. It's gonna be fucking fun. You get to do exactly what you want all day long, and you can work really hard and make. You can work harder than you would. You can really surprise yourself. You know, you in a, a lot of people. I don't think it'd be like automatic going from TSM to Cloud9. Could be a completely different player. You could find that out about yourself if you decide to be your own boss. Like I've always known, I've always wanted to be my own boss, and I think going to Yahoo did show me that. There are a lot of benefits to not being your own boss and, and working for someone else, and a lot of freedoms associated with it. But uh, uh, but uh, I think at the end of the day, I still, now that I have better perspective, I still want to ultimately be my own boss and, and run things for myself. Um, and then you know you can also work for people in different capacities. Like I still have casting, which is which is a, a which is great. We get taken care of very well. It's a very fun job. It's great for my Twitter, my social media and stuff like that. I get a lot of followers when I go cast. I find it very fulfilling. I like that I get to work on uh, or become better at something else, another skill set and casting and being an entertainer is not something that comes naturally to me. It's something that I'm getting a lot better at and I'm talking in front of a camera, even just like maintaining eye contact with a camera. That's something that hasn't, hasn't, uh, it's not it's not my genetic code you know it's it's something that i've had to work on and uh i really appreciate having those skills and i don't and i'm I'm a big proponent for doing what does come naturally to you but i am also a big proponent of pushing yourself to learn skills whether or not you can be the best of those things and i think that's one of the one of the things one of the aspects about myself that i've most matured in in the past couple of years is when I, before i was like why should I do anything I don't want to do? And I should just do what I'm best at and focus on the easiest thing possible and just be the best at it. Cause you know, you see people like Usain Bolt and you think you can train as hard as you want, but Usain Bolt, he was built to run. And there's people like that in every industry. And I like, I want to be one of those people, find out what I'm best at. Um, but now I see so much value in being like having, having the ability to know, uh, how to hold up a conversation better, just be a little bit more entertaining, engaging and stuff. These are skills that I've translated into my life and talking to people, uh, negotiating contracts for myself uh, has been fucking great, fucking great. I actually have so much more, uh, more insight into what people are looking for. I'm not afraid to tell people my number now when I need to negotiate uh, a fee for different things. And I'm pushed every day, you know, like, I, I have to negotiate a fee for uh, a YouTube video and then I have to negotiate a fee for a tweet. And these are two numbers. I'm like, how do I tell people that uh, I want this fee for something when it's like, 
it, it's like something that it doesn't seem like it's worth a lot of money, but that's because you're so into it that it's not it's not natural for you to value yourself that high. But that's something you'll you'll have one of the trials that you have to learn as a freelancer as well is that there the thing is that you might feel like before you give the number that the number you're giving is too high, but afterwards if your number was too low you'll feel bad you will feel bad and so that number is there in your head and that's kind of what it's based off of it's it's like how much value you have how far along you are how much outreach you have the things like the respect that you have for the community some of these values you don't really see in yourself and uh and being able to have these skills to be able to talk to people about from a business side of things when being an entrepreneur isn't natural to me at all I see myself as a guy who makes videos and I meant I plan to just stay behind the camera um, and work on and just talk and do instructional content and never really expand my horizons beyond that. I think it I think ultimately being a little bit more adventurous than that is was in me because otherwise it wouldn't have happened. But at the same time, it's not something I was naturally good at. So I was I was hungry, but uh, I definitely I definitely, uh, you know, just jumped in with both feet and for some reason was always, I want to say, just always inclined to just keep doing something new, even though it was scary or something I knew I wasn't going to be good at right away. But um, uh, another thing is that uh, having a personal brand means that just like I was talking about, there's so many more avenues in life that you can venture down. So I... Did ca I did start off on YouTube, then I went to casting, and I did analyst desks, and then I did interviewing, and then I've done, I've done a, like I did hosting once. Or something. I have done like so many different jobs. I started this uh, clothing brand that I love so much, and I hope that uh, one day it's just going to be like a great clothing brand, uh, just like your Supremes or your Obeys or you know some legendary brand like that. Um, and if I, if you work full time for someone, you don't really have the ability to explore that as much. Another downside, I guess, and I, and I meant to mostly make this upsides to having a personal brand, but another downside is that you have to be okay, maybe not making as much money at first. And for me, I've never been in it for the money. It's not because I'm like taking some high road and I'm just understanding the value of a better life and all this bullshit. Money is very important though. Every day I like money more. Um, it also becomes more important to me. You know, my mom's getting older. I have to take, I'm going to have to take care of her. Um, I, she, my mom works hard her whole life, but didn't have very much education and uh, needs to, you know, is not even in a, in a position where she's going to get like a great, uh, pension and stuff. And, you know, I'm getting to that age where actually money is important, not just for me, but like the people who are close to me and that's going to be a very real thing. And, you know. There's a lot of stuff out there about like money can't buy you happiness and shit. But like those quotes are from a different time as well. You know, the money is very, very important and money can make you very happy. It's just not the only thing. So it's important not to, it's just important when something is obviously important in life, not to look at one of these quotes and think, oh great, I get to be this lazy asshole because it is fucking important. Um, and to all you people saying I should have stayed in school and made 70K a year, the one dude who, who said I should stay in school and make 70k a year teaching philosophy like I'm fine I'll tell you that much I'm 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 fine you know um, 
that's that's not a lot of money uh and um and uh another benefit of freelancing i get to because i don't want to go full-time because i don't have to go full-time i am able to negotiate higher for myself because i'm happy not making a ton of money because i'm used to it or no i'm making a lot more now but even just like a year and a half ago i wasn't making enough money to live on my own whereas now even as a freelancer i, I am um even though uh even though i'm not making as much money as uh, uh i i still sorry i just lost my train of thought i am st i am able to negotiate better salaries and or just better contract deals with less obligations um, because I am confident in saying no to somebody. And that's not because I'm ripping anyone off. It's because I have a better understanding of my value and I feel comfortable and I know that there are opportunities all over the place and I'm used to having to be resourceful and I'm used to having to talk to people and I have those skills as well to go and talk to people um, because of all my time freelancing. So it's, uh, there's a lot of power in that. And so, you know, I'm making this video because I'm making this video because my colleagues really at Yahoo, where they're great content creators, amazing. Um, but when they, when Yahoo is all over, there's, they had, you know, they had nothing to fall back on. They have to go and go and work full time for someone else, which I don't even, like, I don't even know if I had nothing to fall back on. Like, I feel like I would just have an identity crisis, you know, I'd, I'd feel like a slave to be honest. And that's just me. And that's maybe because I'm, I, I, I know I've always wanted to be my own boss or something, but I don't want to see that happen to other people. You know, I don't want to see that happen to other people. I want people to have the power to negotiate higher. I want to see uh, people be able to explore all of their new interests that happen every day. You know, like the reason I went to do my first interviews was because I was streaming one day and Taylor, who does all of our merchandise and makes the stuff in-house and, and is a huge part of Boxer right now, was in my stream and I expressed that, hey, maybe I want to try interviewing. And he said, okay, I'll come pick you up. Literally my viewer. And drove up from Maryland, picked me up in Toronto. We drove to ESWC 2015 in Montreal. I did my first set of interviews completely terrified. I, had, I was drinking all day. I was going to the park and drink every for every hour of the day and then going up to pro players who were super nervous to talk to and ask them for interviews and got this, you know, like the that really famous Semphis interview um, that was a huge reason I was able to come to the States because it was ended up being um, a very important part of my visa to be able to say I had this interview that blew up and it was a huge drama and all this stuff. But the fact that it got so much news coverage and, and had this great butterfly effect where it was able to point to all these sources and say they're talking about me and you know I'm very legitimate part of esports and stuff and all because I felt like I wanted to do interviews one day you know um, would I have been able to do that if I was full-time as a full-time employee for someone I probably would have been like sorry I can't do that you know, I've got to go to work tomorrow. I can't take next weekend off. Oh, I can't just ask my boss to travel. Um, and if uh, esports job, maybe, but 
not necessarily. And maybe I would be hired to do something that had nothing to do with interviewing and they didn't want me to go down that road. And, you know, those interviews actually were really good. That's something I was actually really good at right away. But what if it was something that I wasn't really good at right away? Would I have been able to do it again? Would they have let me? Would I have wanted to? Would I have felt like a failure? You know, because it was just going on my YouTube channel. I didn't put up a few interviews. I had a couple of interviews in there I didn't like, so I didn't upload them. Would that have been allowed if I was full time? You know, and there's a lot, a lot of power in the fact that I was able to do it kind of on my own, uh, on my own. Even though we had to split the cost of the hotel and we had to pay for gas and we had to pay for the event and stuff, it has provided me so many more opportunities now. So can't stress it enough. If you want to get into esports, I highly recommend having uh, working on a personal brand. I tell any new caster that asked me how they get into the scene, I tell them when I started, it was best to, to it was easy because you could, I could, I just volunteered and got a job casting. And, uh, and now the field is so thick, all spaces, uppercase, two C's. There isn't a really easy way to get a job casting, even if you want to do it for free. And there's tons of people who are super good now. I'm so much better than I used to be, even though I'm still not great. And uh, you got to compete against all of them. And all of them have big personal brands. You know, they tweet out the stream that's extra viewers. People come and stay for them. They watch for them. They know them. And the best way I think you need to do, to, to the best route that I think you need to go to get noticed now to get into casting, for example, is what I always tell people is start a YouTube channel and start casting games. And that's a harder road than I went down, but uh, that's what you get, not for not having a personal brand, but that's what you get for coming this late into, into the game, um, which is kind of a separate thing that I might touch on. But, um, but let's say your you know, content creator wants to get into casting. Well, you have a, of a channel that's big enough that you have 50 to 100 comments on your videos and you can just try casting. You can get a ton of feedback. You can have people share those videos. You might be able to get known without even having to ask for a job. You know? So that's something, that's something you always have. No one can ever take that from you. It's like your religion. You know, It's like, uh, it's like your values. No one can ever take those things from you. You can give them up if you want. Um, but it's not like a job. A job isn't yours. A job can be taken from you. A personal brand cannot. So uh, think about that seriously. If you want to get into esports or if you're doing anything that has to do with becoming famous or known or uh, having an income tied to that or your value tied to that, uh, consider your personal brand. See you next week.